Well, greetings. My name is Mike Grain. Welcome back to this week's podcast. We're going to pick up on a conversation we started last time with Paul Baboyan of, of Zebra Technologies. Paul has been in the RFID space since about 2004, working very closely with Zebra and other solution providers in the RFID space. We're resuming our conversation with Paul, uh, starting with some of the opportunities for fixed infrastructure as RFID uh, that relates to both asset protection purposes uh, as well as uh, upstream supply chain visibility. Let's join our discussion that we started last time. Uh, so let's talk about the way that that happens today. So from a, from a from a typical technology, there's a lot of these pedestals that you see outside of uh, retail stores that are called electronic article surveillance. They basically alarm if that particular tag has not been deactivated, the alarm goes off, uh, but there's absolutely no intelligence that it. it's just an a, alarm that basically says beep, beep, beep. And, and you know, I'm, I'm thinking honest people will probably turn around and go, what did I do wrong? Um, but, 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 but obviously we don't know what left the store. It's, it's sort of a right. dumb tag. And what we're thinking about now is your technology and other obviously hardware providers technology that actually allow us to be able to have intelligence to know what's left the store that hadn't got paid for. Talk to us a little bit about this. Well, yeah, to your point, first off, the RFID tag contains the UPC plus the serial number. So when there are readers at the exit or at the checkout, um, you know, in addition to other areas, obviously when something goes out the door that is unpaid, we know exactly what went out the door. So we can get very specific about A, what went out the door um, and looking at, um, you know, the dashboards that you can see, whether it is on the um, receiving shrink side or whether it is on the exits, right? The exit shrink, um, you know, there's a lot of benchmarks now that can be provided. Number one, fundamentally, just to decrement the inventory because what has exited. Um, and um, number two, um, being able to uh, track for potential theft detection, right? And, and it depends on the infrastructure, how that is tracked. It could be that there are these smart exits, let's refer to the RFID smart exits in terms of tracking what is going out and comparing it to the POS uh, T logs or transaction, transaction logs, or B, if there's infrastructure at the checkout counters and at the exits, right? And that maybe other exits throughout the store, besides customer exits, um, we can take a, we can actually identify um, that theft obviously uh, as it is occurring, but there may be some other interest and insights in understanding maybe where um, where items are being placed in backpacks or what, what part of the store they may go before they exit or how they're being exited now with organized crime. So there's, there certainly is a lot of insights uh, that can be provided for the help for the AP you know, department. Yep. Exactly. So this chart up above is just a mock-up. It's it's not yep. real data, so don't get don't don't get too excited. But this top part, there's two different types of shrink, and again, shrink is defined by by as unaccounted for inventory. The first one is what did I receive versus what I expected to receive. So it's kind of receiving in the back room of the store. That could be from 
a supplier, direct store delivery. It could be from your own fulfillment center or, or distribution center. But in this case, I expected to see 428 pairs of jeans. I only saw 426. And here's a couple that I found that I didn't receive. So these were shortages. And then the bottom one is, is just the opposite, which is what's leaving the store that we didn't get paid for. And again, this tells me that, hey, I found a total of eight things, eight jeans in this case. And again, these are just mock-ups, but eight jeans that left the store that we never saw a corresponding transaction for. And that kind of information we would never have gotten with EAS. And again, EAS served its time for a long time. People are starting to talk about RFID as a potential replacement for EAS in the future. Well, if, you know, Mike, if you think about it, if uh, a big box is doing an annual, maybe they do one annual audit. So they're doing one a year and then they're receiving these items from the DCs and there's misshipments. And as time goes on, these, you know, 0.57% of misshipments continues three or four or five deliveries per week. And that continues to, that's distortion on that end. And then at the same time, they're staffed and you don't know exactly what is going out the door. You get the doorbell effect, but you don't know what's going out the door. So there's also distortion on what's exiting the store. So you've got your POS as guidance, your T-log transactions, but you can see how easily over, you know, a very short period of time, um, inventory accuracy, you know, dwindles um, on these categories. Yeah. Exactly. And that's where RFID is just, you know, so powerful in terms of, you know, instead of an annual audit, now we're doing a weekly audit or a bi-weekly audit. And depending on the reader infrastructure, um, you know, the value prop, yeah, I see the slide here, you know, mm -hmm. in terms of using the wands, of course, there's there's value props for using the handheld wanding and cycle counting a day and using it for the Omni picks or using it for markdowns or using it for recalls or for store transfers. Um, but at the same time, if we've got an MVP, a minimal viable product solution that includes some infra reader infrastructure in the receiving area, at the exits, um, maybe in the BOPIS reserve area, uh, and leveraging the robots for a daily cycle count. Wow, that's a lot of value beyond um, just the on-shelf, on-hands uh, inventory. Now we can, can take a look at other value props in terms of the shrink detection, the alerting, so coming in both inbound and outbound, um, and you know tracking other more, let's say, real-time events. And then, of course, the right-hand column where you have a full reader infrastructure, you know, in the back room and the apparel pad, or over certain sections of uh, the uh, front store and at the POS checkout lanes. Um, you know, now. There's significantly more value prop. Now, again, you talk more about, you know, be, being able to um, have a breadcrumb trail of how items traveled through the store or out of the store. Um, so there's a lot of interesting insights, you know, that can that can be gained. Yeah, this this particular slide and the one that follows it, I think, is going to be a, a very interesting transition point for both Zebra and the retailers that are out there. Because if you want to get started quickly from a retailer point of view, 
The simplest way to do that is a wand, an application, potentially a, a printer for in-store tagging kind of purposes, and you're off to the races. You're doing RFID. You're delivering um, the, hard, the, the necessary technology to be able to deliver this. A tag, a reader, a software infrastructure, uh, pretty simple to get started. Now that you've done that and you're doing this on either a weekly basis or every other week basis or some retailers do it once a month, you're only as valid as the last one that you did, right? As the last cycle count that you did. And so so part of this is, okay, oh, I really like what I saw, which is ability to see things leaving the store not getting paid for. Well, guess what? You don't get that with a handheld unless you have somebody standing there wanding as they people leave. It's not feasible to do that. So this to me is a, is a very interesting chart because it gives you an opportunity. Where are you on the hierarchy from a retailer point of view of what do you want to get done? And obviously, even if you buy the handhelds, Paul, you're not going to get rid of them just because you start to move to an MVP or autonomous or fixed yeah, infrastructure. Right. You're still going to use them. They're not throwaway. So it's not a bad place to start. But unfortunately, things like shrink reporting and asset tracking and Electronic proof of delivery that requires a you know basically some kind of at least minimal fixed infrastructure and this is the chart that probably zebra shows a lot of times but people get you know get a little bit overwhelmed with it. Um, tell me about some of the stuff that's uh, that's available for for retailers from a from an infrastructure standpoint. So in yeah in terms of the reader infrastructure you know everything of uh, geez. Five, six, seven years ago, the solutions were really a rector set. The reader structure was, and we still do offer a reader, and then we've got, you know, a hundred different antennas that can be connected to a fixed reader. But um, at the same time, we've introduced a number of application-specific uh, readers or reader, more of reader structures. So uh, we've been very active in the retail segment. Um, where we, we've introduced reader structures, you know, for retail. So cosmetically, um, not something, you know, um, that was made, you know, maybe initially used in the warehouse. Um, but in the back room for receiving, you know, in addition to uh, portals or pedestals that can be utilized in the back room, um, we are now offering conveyors. So it's a conveyor with a reader system inside so that we can read when the cartons are um, you know put onto the uh, conveyor. Um, we can read all the items inside, you know, and it allows us to uh, reconcile with what was expected. Um, and then um, for, at the exits, we've got again, and we were very sensitive to retailers wanted it to be cosmetically, let's say at least neutral <laughs> or attractive. Um, so we've got overhead reader systems that are meant specifically. Um, for the retail, you know, customer client exits and um, for even like uh, fire doors or, you know, um, for employee exits as well. So, and again, you can see the Omni kiosk where we've got a kiosk with some antennas that are specifically like for focus reserve areas and at checkout. Um, we have a number of different solutions for checkout where we've taken basically the barcode scanner and we've integrated an RFID reader right into the barcode scanner for checkout. So doesn't necessarily mean that um, everything is going to be RFID, you know, where you're reading the tags and you're not utilizing the barcode scanner. That's obviously why we built it in. So it, it can be a combination, which even today with the modern, you know, self-checkouts, now it's a camera-based system. 
um, with, you know, with RFID as well. So a lot of different reader infrastructure solutions that are purposefully designed, A, for retail, but for specific, you know, use cases within retail. Like, so, yeah. So, so, so quick question regarding checkout. When you see checkout, are you just saying RFID readers at checkout, or are you thinking about the seamless checkout experiences that we've seen at like Amazon Go, et cetera? When you see checkout here, okay. maybe clarify which one those are. It's actually both, Mike. So we're okay. working with clients today that are leveraging, you know, a checkout or self-checkout where they're scanning, where they're barcode scanning, but at the same time, leveraging, you know, RFID technology to read those tags as well. Um, and with some of the, our clients, I would say it's more in the trend phase. There aren't a significant amount of installations out there yet. But we are literally working with clients as part of kind of the go store concept where it's hands off, frictionless. Our items are in the cart or our items are uh, a basket is placed in a particular area where they're leveraging multiple technologies. And one of the technologies is certainly RFID because they're they want to gain insight. And with the trend, you know, unfortunately, of theft being 2x what it was you know there the, really the trend is how can we identify theft or potential theft before it takes place can we audit mm. the basket you know before it that order is closed out whether that's checkout self-checkout um you know rfid is playing a role in that in a lot of uh pilots as we speak got it awesome very helpful um, ju just as a as a background, they all you also have a number of oops, sorry, sorry. you also have a really good portfolio. I'm just going to kind of stop because because there's some stuff in here that I didn't even know that you offered specifically in some of the application specific readers. So I think everybody knows about tags and readers and you know some of that kind of stuff. But 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 this is a not to not to not to promote zebra but i'm going to for a second you have a large portfolio depending on the business need uh, of both tags and readers and applications as you said before etc uh, this is a little almost overwhelming if i'm a retailer how do i know where to get started well call me first off <laughs> <laughs> but there you go but we we do you're you're right i mean specifically you know for retail it is it is you know, in terms of uh, the RFID technology, there's a lot of growth sectors, but retail has been growing significantly. And we tried to tailor our product line, our solutions, you know, toward retail. So we've expanded quite a bit. But as you can see toward the bottom right, we've got some very, you know, specific use cases in terms of omni pick tables, you know, those tunnels, the portals. Um, they were originally designed for the warehouse, but we've adopted them into the stores, especially the back of the stores. Um, and we've also adopted specifically for retails, retail over the sales floor or in the back room, more of a grid system so that we can provide the real RTLS, basically the, the, the pin on a map type of um, solution. Um, for for the clients where they want you know that value add and they've got those additional value streams so we've grown our business quite significantly 
um, in the stores and in the warehouses in terms of our product offering. Um, and also, again, I just want to mention that we have a number of, uh, in terms of our software stack, we, we offer software solutions that um, are in retail in terms of task management or in terms of leveraging the big data lakes and prescriptive analytics um, and middleware, specifically RFID middleware. Because when you're used to barcode scanning, your system is used to barcode scanning, you get the UPC. Now, when you take in those RFID reads, you're getting that SG10, that serialized G10, which is the UPC plus the serial number. So retailers are getting started. They need some middleware that can ingest the RFID data and interpret that into UPCs and counts. And we've got a starting point with a repository where we do some smoothing and filtering, but we've got partners that really focus within the retail world um, in terms of inventory and Omnipix and others that have got you know, great software solutions that they offer. So hardware stack, software stack, and round it out you know, with services, but it's like the other Zebra products that retailers are buying. You know, There's maintenance and support that our partners offer, break fix. It's all part of most retailers' current ecosystems on the IT side. Awesome. Well, Paul, as usual, I have about four more questions left and I've got about five more minutes left. So you've done such a great That's job fine. of okay. laying all these out. We didn't get to everything, but but that but that's okay. For, for the for the folks who are attending, uh, I just to let you know, I'm going to open it up for any live questions that you may have. So if you just want to raise your hand and we'll have Matt unmute you and you can ask your question. But as we're in, we may not have any questions because I've had I've asked uh, asked several of them as we've gone through here and appreciate you guys participating with questions. Uh, as we're waiting for potential questions, uh, Paul, just a quick one for you, which is what's next? What did I miss? What, what, what should I've asked you that I didn't ask you? What do you see the trends going uh, in terms of the future of leveraging this technology through a retail supply chain? Well, uh first i i would say that there is you know there's a lot of value add in terms of starting with the stores and most retailers in terms of leveraging rfid they start with the stores because of that inventory distortion that they're seeing in the stores but going upstream into the warehouses you know there are the more advanced retailers who have been leveraging rfid who have kind of are on their journey are going backstream into the distribution centers because there's distortion in the distribution centers as well, right? In terms of what's being received by the suppliers and auditing what's being received by the suppliers and correcting those shipments that are going out, whether it's mispicks or whether it's because the supplier's carton is was a misshipment, is catching that on the back end. So the inbound and outbound of the warehouses is you know um, where many of the more advanced or I'll say experienced RFID retailers are going. So that's one piece of it. I would say I comment on, and then the other piece. I think we spoke about it, but it's worth just repeating that most retailers' journey, virtually all, start with leveraging handheld RFID sleds to just gain the fundamental inventory accuracy on their shelves and cycle counting the front of the store and the back room 
and getting started with a, you know, gamified, you know, application that makes it not so mundane, right? That's got some gamification to it, that at least it provides some level of interest from the associate because that store execution, the execution at the store level is key when it comes to the handheld psycho counting. So it's getting started and the entry at a low total cost of ownership is key to starting your journey. Awesome. Perfect. I think the only other thing that I would mention is to, to me, what's interesting is in 2003 to five, the RFID initiative started with the retail supply chain from a manufacturer right. to a distribution center, to another distribution center, to a back of a store, to the sales floor, et cetera. And what's interesting is what we recognized pretty quickly was the inventory accuracy at the store level became the higher priority. And so people kind of shifted that way. Flipped what's interesting, up. what's interesting now is what now we're now that everything is people are taking advantage of this technology of the store, starting to look through uh, back up the supply chain uh, with, 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 you know, opportunities of eliminating claims uh, eliminating, you know, Hey, I sent you this. Well, I didn't get it, but I sent it to you. That can all go away because we now know we're leveraging this technology and obviously others uh, that you can actually have some kind of a, a checks and balances about what actually got shipped and what actually got received rather than just debating and saying, I didn't get something or I did get something. So uh, I think I think that is actually going to be a big part of the future that we're going to see that with that. And, and, and obviously, uh, there, there was a lot of work done at Auburn University regarding the chain integration pilot. Uh, where we talked a little bit about, you know, the opportunity for claims and chargebacks, et cetera. This is continuing to be researched primarily by GS1. But to me, there's some big numbers on there about counterfeiting and claims and chargebacks and shrink, which is one of the things we just talked about. But it's interesting that counterfeiting and claims are actually higher than some of the shrink numbers that are currently being, being shared there. So all thank you very, very much. Anything in closing you'd like to share with the audience? No, my pleasure, Mike. Thanks. Thanks for uh, having me on. I appreciate it. Awesome. Happy. There you go. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. And Paul, again, thank you so much for uh, agreeing to spend some time with us and talked about what Zebra is providing from a leadership standpoint in the, in the retail industry. Thank you. Well, I hope you found that podcast helpful. Again, my thanks to Paul Baboyan for spending some time with us for the last two podcasts. We're talking about RFID at retail and specifically some of the solutions that are available for Zebra Technologies.